Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Ray. I'm Alex Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Mostly Lit. How are you? All right. Oh, okay. I wasn't right, expecting all right, that. All right, yeah, all right, I'm, all right. All right. I'm, I'm trying different things for the radio voice. You know, I'm trying to either be deeper Ooh. in my chest. Oh, remember that voice. Hashtag that, that, hashtag that voice. that voice. So I'm trying to like bring it back, <laughs> yeah. get back to my roots. With the Alex oh, Reed I remember that. I had girls up in my DMs be like, yo, this this Alex fella and that why voice. Is he, why is he reading? What is he? I was remember like, oh. that I used to read? What did I used to read? Oh, them, you used them to read? stupid poems. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we've come a long way. Wow. Throwback, throwback. Anyways, how are you? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You know, just getting on, getting by, getting through. Yeah. I think that's probably the, um, that's the energy yeah. that I've been bringing to 2019. Just well, trying to get through it. Before I ask how your week has been. Yes. Let's yes. introduce the Our epic, guest. the phenomenal, the incredible. The marvelous. <laughs> the queen, the iconic, the out of this world phenomenal. That is... Candice. Cardi. William. Sorry, that intro was amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't live up to any of this stuff. What do you mean? Yes, you can. How are you? How are you uh, I'm good, thank you. Um, this is a real highlight to be here, so really excited. Amazing. It's a really nice end to my week. That's been very busy. Oh, um, so yeah, I just um, had to battle lots of people with placards, and it was uh, worth it. Mm. I will join the march afterwards. Yeah. No placard. No, no placard. <laughs> no. Oh, well, everyone's thank you so everyone's much fighting that. on the streets of London, people. <sighs> nobody knows. Yeah, nobody knows what they're doing. Theresa nobody May knows what's, nobody what knows what's going on. But this government don't know what they're doing. We're fighting. Everybody's fighting. But yeah, um, thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> thank it's you. Really thank you. excited My to pleasure. have you. We're obviously, going to get you. into speaking about your book, Queenie, yeah. very soon. But before that, how's everybody's week been? Oh, week has been so good. I've rich like I've had a lovely week this mm. week. Mm-hmm. Just. You know, when you just have a normal week. A regular week. A regular week. Regular and week. And it's been so fun. I've been going out with my friends, you know, mm. I've just been enjoying myself. I had a massage oh. on Thursday 
and I fall out my joints. I just was it one of them deep oh, tissue? Oh yeah, yeah, it was okay. great. And literally, the woman was like, you know, just tell me when it's too tense. I'm like, girl, you, you go harder. I'm not feeling anything. You know what? It's great. I have one of those ones where they walk on your back. <laughs> yeah. So I remember speaking about it on the show once, but the way they pull and twist you, I thought I didn't know my body could do this. Any, any of this? Yeah. Any of this? So any. my week has been good. Although I've been questioning this thing, right? I yeah. don't know what it is. Like, since I turned 25, my hormones have been, you know, obviously it's a bit TMI, but I just see this is a family orientated podcast, is it? We're a family here. <laughs> Go for it, so man. tell me why. <laughs> All I think about is having babies, Mm-mm. guys. It's natural, it's fine. You I'm know. like, where did this come from? Mm-mm. Oh, every time I see a kid, or sometimes I could just be sitting down minding my own business, and then I'll be like, I could do with a baby right now. I could do with a baby right, right? now. Just, I just get, boom, I, I umbrella just academy. Like, I want a child. Mm-mm. I want to mother something. Mm-hmm. But I think it is literally biological, right? It's your body being like, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> You've been having periods now, for a long quick. time. Let's get it done. Let's get come it. on, Joe. It's what crazy. I'm literally like, this, I don't know if this is like normal, normal. Because I'm like, yo, I want a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, I'm fine. So yeah, um, I don't obviously you. want a baby now. But it's just something that this week I've been really thinking of, like something. consciously. Mm. Like, Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind. I think I was watching This Is Us. I watched This Is Us this morning, and um, <laughs> as you do, and Kevin was being asked whether he wants a child, and I was sitting there thinking, "Am I going to get to the stage where I'm going to be like, do you, I, do you I, am I going to want a child? Like, is it? I don't know. Like, I'm sort of sitting there thinking, you know, at this moment in time, everything's cool. Mm. Then it might get to a point where there might just be like one shifting of the moon in like mm. a year, and I'll be like, oh my god, like I need to go out and get a child. Yeah. Crazy to go out and get a child. <laughs> go and get a child. Go and have a child. Anyway, Hannes, how's your week been? It's been good, thank you. Yeah, it has been, good. been busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, me and sleep, it's not, we're not friends at the moment. Oh, but no. it's been all right. You know, yeah. it's busy, you know, lead up to publication. So mm-hmm. people just like, have you doing all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I've had some like fun shoots and done some nice interviews. Um, so it's cool. But it's yeah. just like, you know. Yeah. trying to remember that I'm Candice and mm. I'm yeah. not just Queenie's author yeah. and that's a thing that's yeah. a real thing really yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's exciting I think that's it's going to be a crazy it's going to be a crazy whirlwind year let's just put it that way it's going to be good <laughs> ominous it's going to be good it's going to be good no, it's going to be good because I feel like a lot of authors who like, right. who've just published like, their stuff yeah. before it comes at the publication date they're like okay well, they're doing all of this and then publication date comes and it's like it's just it's, like book tours speaking all the reviews everywhere and all of that stuff kind of being put out so it's going to be like it's going to be good I think it'll be great hopefully you and Sleep will be really yeah together again 2020 2020 2020 let's get into the show guys what are you reading what are you reading this week I'm reading uh, Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay I'm actually listening to it on Audible Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm enjoying it so far um I went to Southbank to see her and obviously she was phenomenal, but I was expecting her to narrate it, but she doesn't narrate it. <sighs> so I was like, oh, bummer. But the person who narrates it, I think is the same person that narrates everybody should be a feminist or feminist is for, feminism is for everyone by Lord on Audible, I think. By Lord? Bell Hooks. Sorry, I was... Feminism for everyone. Getting my feminists confused. Um, but yeah. <laughs> So sh- the same person that narrates that one mm-hmm. on Audible narrates the um, Bad Feminist. I was like, okay. yeah, okay, it's cool. Um, I really enjoy it so far. What I love is the idea that she talks about how, especially right at the beginning when I first started listening to it, mm-hmm. the idea that I am like 
a lot of the times we herald up public figures as uh, these um, embodiments of feminism mm -hmm. and should they fail or say maybe one thing that isn't right or doesn't sit well with us then they they are like completely taken down from this pedestal and she talks about the idea of posing and the idea of um, getting somebody who is appropriate for the movement or whatever and then them needing to pose in a certain way and I thought that was quite interesting actually um, just with regards to how we look at social media influences okay. and how we um, like just going on Twitter and seeing stuff and I, when I heard that I was like oh this is really interesting <laughs> because I've seen a lot of people who maybe need to go through a, a, like a lot of growth myself included mm -hmm. um, and the fact that maybe that idea of feminism isn't something that we should be putting on to people yeah um but at the same time it's like how do you ensure that the voice is not led astray mm. in a way but yeah mm. so that's that's what i'm reading right now okay cool. Yeah. cool cool what are you reading um i'm reading two books at the moment or is it three no i'm reading two put one down <laughs> um one is um frying plantin by zalika reed benter Ooh. um so it's a canadian are you looking at me because i said plantin yeah. <laughs> that's what you can, you can carry on looking <laughs> um um she's a canadian author yeah. um and her publisher sent it to me after i met her um when i was in albuquerque doing this uh, american booksellers association conference yeah. um and it's really exciting and it's also i don't know anything about jamaican caribbean jamaica sorry can i do that again yeah. Okay, it's fine. I don't know anything about Jamaican Canadian culture, oh, okay. so it's like really exciting, really interesting. Yeah. Um, and also Patsy by Nicole Dennis Ben, um, because I loved, loved, loved Here Comes the Sun, mm -hmm. um, and this is her second. And I haven't got into it enough yet, mm -hmm. but I know that one of the characters from her first book turns up in the second, mm -hmm. and I love that sort of thing so much. Okay. Um, and I think she's a beautiful writer. So okay. that's me. Cool, cool. What about you, Alex? I'm reading, reading? <laughs> I'm reading um, 21 Lessons for the 21st Century by oh. Yuval Noah Harari. Uh -huh. um, his book is blowing my mind. It's actually blowing my mind. So he's basically written about, you know, all the different stuff that we're probably going to end up experiencing in this next century. Um, I'm on a part where he's talking about AI and about how it and how it can develop Cause i never really had much knowledge about what artificial intelligence could actually do i only had it based upon like ro i'm just thinking mm. robots yeah, yeah, taking yeah. like you know what i mean taking over the the world mm. essentially but taking our jobs taking our women and all this stuff <laughs> <laughs> And it was like the thing is he kind of makes it. A, they he, actually be taking over our jobs. They take everything. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, and he was best, and, he, and he basically. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. And he basically was like, you know what? Like, this is what this is what AI is, and this is what AI could do. Yeah. So we're talking about when he, he's kind of relating it back to like Trump and Brexit and stuff. And then people, mm -hmm. like he said, Trump's building a wall, but uh, to keep people out from you know taking their jobs. Brexit happened because people don't want foreigners coming in and taking their jobs. Mm -hmm. But he says AI is going to take the jobs anyway. Anyway, but it would also free up people to do other jobs and yeah. more technical and maybe mm -hmm. other technical things you're going to need engineers to create these people you're yeah. going to need you know all the other stuff but yeah. when it comes yeah and like he said something about ai's ai's becoming doctors the front-facing doctors and, I, and that's when i started getting a bit shaken because i'm like <laughs> so if i'm going to talk to an artificial intelligent mm. robot and yeah, my back aches my back aches, and they just kind of like you know they treat you and stuff but he's saying that's going to be that'll free up other doctors to do the research mm. and do other things. Yeah. So he's like, you know, there's ways to kind of look at all of this stuff and how you know censorship is changing, how you know the the, the rich is changing. So it's going to be moving from like the old money of like infrastructure that we have now mm. to the new money of like cyber mm. kind of 
things like creating gadgets and all of that stuff and gizmos and all this. Mm. And I just found it really, really interesting the way that he's kind of like trying to, he's explaining it mm. in these in these various different parts and breaking it down. Um, so I've got it on audiobook because um, I think that he's, it's not him that's narrating it, but the narrator is really good. And uh, he's just, you know, it's filling me in with the story, filling me, filling me in with the tea about what's going on. Because I was like... I had no idea, like all the stuff about blockchain. I had no That's idea, no how idea how what that was. How did this book get into your periphery, please? How did it get into You're my periphery? You're giving me these non-fiction books that I'm just like, what's it about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea how I got it, but because um, I have the, I have one of the proofs at home, and yeah. I thought I saw it, and I was like, let me get it on audiobook because, mm. you know, you will be writing these long books, mm-hmm. you know, like Sapiens, Homo Deus, and all that stuff, and I'm like, yeah, let me, let me listen to this. Let me listen Every to time it. I look at Sapiens, I'm like, nah. I, I want to read it so badly, but I just, it, I, but... I literally, I've got quite a few Audible credits left. So I was like, let me just get all of his books yeah. so I can just read through. But yeah, nice. that's what we're, that's what we're reading. All right. So yeah. if anybody's got any books or recommendations, uh, let us know. Drop us way. an email, drop us a message. You guys have been really active on the Twitter account, actually. I asked yesterday, um, what is everybody reading? And all of you were throwing off some some like bare suggestions. Some of you are reading six books this month. <laughs> so I'm like, well, oh, that's so odd. <laughs> that's so <laughs> odd. That's good. I'm not reading more. Um, yeah. I'm, Sweet. I'm, well, thank you for that, Alex. Oh, my God. Somebody actually sent like a list and actually gave the ratings that she gave them out of five. Oh, that's deep. You know, moving mad. It's fine. All right. So, as y'all know, we have the phenomenal Candice with us today i was gonna call her queenie (laughs) (laughs) and i was like no um but thank you so much for coming yeah let's talk about your book so my first question is the inspo the inspo um god there's do you know when i went to sit down and write it there was like i had no plan i had no understanding of like what i was gonna write who should be what it'd be about and then i guess it's just like years of like hearing stuff like living stuff like working in all these middle-class environments, going to university with all these middle-class people, and then basically creating a character who went through all of this stuff in like a very extreme, like a very extreme version of like what we all go through. Mm. And like basically kind of saying like, if she can do all this extreme stuff and get through it, then so can you. Um, And it's because like people ask me like who I wrote it for and like who I had in mind when I was writing it. Mm. And I was like, well, probably me when I was like 16 and was like, I'm about to go into maybe maybe 18. And I was like <laughs> about to go into all of this stuff, into yeah. this world that was like not gonna accept me for who I was. Yeah. This like you know, because like I say world because like when I go to Jamaica, people are like, "Oh, you're English!" Like mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. And when I'm here, people are just like, "You're not from here." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it's that thing where it's just kind of like, yeah, there's like still not a space that mm-hmm. I can call like home mm-hmm. that I feel like fully settled. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I was kind of it's like almost like an, a handbook yeah. for all of this stuff. And also just like growing up and not having this for myself, mm. that was really important because it like really shaped who I am and like my value. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why I wrote this. I'm hoping that people can read it and be like, yeah, I'm not alone. Yeah, when mm-hmm. did you start writing it? Um, I started writing it in, I think October, 2017. Okay. Um, so yeah, she's been a long time coming. Yeah. Um, and I basically blitzed it because I read really quickly and I write really quickly mm. and I like trip over myself when I'm writing because I'm just kind of like, ah, I, I get it out. <laughs> Somebody, 
Everyone's How? different. Everyone's How? different. Um, and so, yeah, I think I finished it. And it didn't take me very, very, very long to finish the first draft because I was just like, really? like all of this stuff, like yeah. all of these stories and all of these like stories about like, like dating that I'd heard oh, and like God, anecdotes yeah. and like all of, like it was yeah. just all in my head. And I think for me, it was also just the like... Okay, Cupid parts were hilarious. I think I'll get into all of that. <laughs> yeah, it felt like kind of just like a release of just like all of these these things that, you yeah. know, like we pick up and we carry with yeah. us. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Explain to listeners just about who Queenie is and like what she represents. Oh, uh, Queenie is, she's 25 mm-hmm. um, and she's living in London and she is working at a newspaper and everyone around her is middle class. And I guess like lots of that in itself is just like her, the beginning is her not really understanding the environment that she's in and how it might be affecting her. So like microaggressions, microaggressions. Yeah. Um, and she has this partner, he's white middle class, mm-hmm. and he basically represents the integration and the life that she thinks that she should have as this woman who's kind of like, um, oh, you know, like I've got my like family culture and they don't really understand me. And I've got this white culture that it feels like I should fit in because like I am here. And I guess like that seems right that we would all just like conform to that. Um, and when her relationship breaks down, she's like, okay, so that structure's gone that mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna have. And that's actually unraveled a lot of things from my past that I've been kind of like trying to push away. Mm. Um, And she makes a lot of questionable decisions as she kind of should be taking time out to find herself. But actually, yeah, she really doesn't. (laughs) She finds some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the person that I really didn't like was Tom. Gemini man. Correct. Gemini man. Gemini man. I I cackled when I saw that line. (laughs) I know, you texted me. You were like... I was like... (laughs) Hold on, like, and we're still talking about this. But yeah, mainly because I was like, Queenie, girl. Because like, there were parts where I was like, oh, he's really lovely, especially when they met in the park and like the mug story. I thought it was real cute. I'm corny like that. I was like, oh, this is lovely. But (laughs) and then when they had that scene, um, I think that big bust up that they had, and she walked out and like. And he didn't like stick up for her or say anything, even when like I think there was one Christmas when the uncle was like, "Oh, you know, mm-hmm. I know you're wearing a white dress, but you can be on the darker t-shirt side because you've mm. got more." Dark. I was yeah. so disgusted. It was his. It was Tom's dad yeah. that was consoling her in a way like, "Oh yeah, you can be my team." And I was like, "Tom, where are you?" <laughs> Honestly, I got where so pissed you? off. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, like, he was written to be. He's just fine. Like, yeah. he's just there. He's yeah. just kind of like... And it's this way that, like, in relationships and dating, we can project all of our stuff onto someone mm-hmm. who is just like... You know, they it's wouldn't just, really... They don't... You know, they're not anything. They don't yeah. really, They don't match up to you, but you're yeah. just like, kind of like, this is what it is. And this, you know, in relationships, you just get, like, your head just mm-hmm. goes. Um, and so much of it was about exploring the idea that this girl was so much more than him. Also, all of the men have like they're either unnamed or they have like three letter names because they're just so basic so I literally I thought of like all the I thought of like the most basic men's names that I could in my head I was like (laughs) yeah I was like Ted Tom yeah Addy yeah Yeah, like no more than like yeah so like none of them had any more than like three letters because I was like they're not important yeah 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 feel you oh it's good I just my name has nine letters it's all fine like you know i mean i'm bringing my (laughs) so yeah so and then you have these like amazing girls you have like queenie you have jessica you have like cassandra you have all of these like and yeah they're just kind of like 
She, yeah, Cheska, she's the best one. Yeah, she's literally like my Cheska. Yeah. Okay, because I was reading, yeah. I was like, no. she tells you many times. Okay. okay. How you say like, her name? No, I, saw it and I was like, but everything you know, like when me is like, we're trying to find. Sometimes my memory is bad, so yeah. when I do go back. I'm just like, is this how you? Is this how you say the name again? Anyway, I just keep going through, but it's cool. Where did that name come from? Um, my one of my best friends. Um, it's her Uganda name. Oh, okay. And she allowed me to use it for the okay. book. And her cousins, whenever they message me, they're just like, "Oh, I see it, I see it, I see it." Yeah. I'm like, "Yes, yes, yes, <laughs> bro, got you." Oh, I love that. Actually, I never really thought about that. Like, because it, then it basically means it's about her and her interactions with, I guess, the opposite sex. But they don't necessarily need to be it. Mm-hmm. They can, just, they can be, just... they can all be like swapped out. Yeah, they can all, they're not important. They're not important. Yeah, it's only about her navigating this. That's all it's about. Yeah. This is about. It's like it's like her 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 traveling through this. And yeah. where did you get that angst from? Because I do feel like you kind of captured the the twenty five year old angst. <laughs> because I felt this way. I think last year when it was like because there was a point where she was like almost losing everything. She yeah. couldn't really have grips and she wasn't gripping anything. And I was like, was this is the 25-year-old angst mm-hmm. because it's crazy. But I'm like, ah, oh, how did you get that? You just did that yeah. so perfectly. Yeah. Well, it's that, <laughs> that quarter-life crisis thing, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, I think it's a really true thing and I think it's amazing that it's not discussed more. Yeah. Like a midlife crisis is like part of the vocabulary. Yeah. But a, a quarter-life crisis when it's like, you're still not really fully an adult because yeah. what really do you have to call your own, especially mm. in this time? Yeah. Like you can't buy a house, like a yeah. car you have to like rent it, like that's yeah. fine. Your, your career but, is like, entry level. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. And like your earning is like, you know, but, and that's all, you know, that is what it is. But it's just like, you still aspire to things that you think, you know, that our parents' generation had. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, but by the time I was your age, and it was just like, yeah, but bro, it was different. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, I've had it. I've done yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Caught life crisis. Caught life crisis. It's a very real thing. And I remember mm-hmm. at the time just being like, why is no one talking about this with me? Like, no, why is no one explaining yeah. what I'm yeah, going yeah. through? All this stuff, especially when if you're at home, especially if you are right? at home and stuff, and you're trying to explain like, Oh, but your parents just see that you're working, they see that you're doing mm-hmm. it, and they're, they're like, they're like, you, know? like, you should be, yeah, you're good, you've been to uni, you did mm-hmm. all that stuff, and mm-hmm. then, you know, you're in a job that doesn't pay that much, you yeah. know, that you don't, you can't really see much progression, because you can see the, the glass ceiling, because it's very clear now, oh, yes. and all of that stuff, and it's just, and it's difficult, and I saw that in Queenie, and I saw that, especially being a journalist and looking at the newsroom mm. and stuff and just kind of like relating mm. all the time even her having to pitch to, to Gina and all that stuff and oh, yeah, say, like, you should yeah, write about oh, the Me Too movement yeah, stre- yeah, dresses yeah, that they wore I was like and then like and all the and all this stuff <laughs> like, like the Black Lives Matter movement is like oh but we need to, you need to make it more palatable and all this mm. stuff and you're just yeah, like careful. I just want to write my story like just let me let me go out and be the journalist yeah. sort of stuff and again it was this whole thing about not trusting people in those in those like especially black people in those mm. kind of media agencies as well yeah. in order to kind of give them the story for the rest of the people so what sure. what would you like in terms of giving queenie a a manual like of and this is how you get over the that 25 year old angst because i see queenie in quite a few people that I, I know her of or mm. I would say between May and like July last year yeah. <laughs> of my 25 year <laughs> angst and it's like what would you tell in terms of just to someone who can be like okay you don't have to go for all of this shit you can just follow this step guide do you have one or is it just a matter of you just have to go no, get through I it? think you've got to go through all of these things yeah. and I do think that you come out stronger like I genuinely yeah. believe that um, because also it just means that you have experience in things and I don't think that you can just take anything as read because someone's told you how to do things mm. I think you need to go through them and like build the tools yourself yeah. because 
that's everyone's experience is different everyone is different yeah. and how i process something is going to be different to how you press it yeah. you process it or you process it um and so being told something like it's where i mean basically the thing is is like you will get through it is mm. like the main takeaway yeah. um whatever it is however extreme it is however like dark it is you will get through it because you kind of have to yeah. um and you will come out understanding that it's not going to happen again mm. and understanding why so yeah. i don't think there's any like cheat codes to yeah. cheat codes. the hard parts of life yeah. Yeah. no way yeah. yeah one thing i do find about really crazy about this generation is the whole whatsapp group situation hey. and like <laughs> i was reading it and i was like every, like you know the Ooh, the pack, the pack, the, she was the quite pack. wild though yeah, because she, she was... put in people I think there were two people like they didn't know each other yeah. well, I was laughing I was like what are you doing it's like you didn't ask for permission there was so, there's, there's so much passive aggression <laughs> going on <laughs> like Darcy like, beg oh, you we... tell your friends yeah, I was like friend or, like oh there was, one, there was one bit I read and it was like if you don't understand something, go to um, <laughs> go to Urban Dictionary. And she's like, okay, thank you. And I'm like, you don't understand the passive aggression that's happening here. And she came back and was like, look, I found the definition. And I was like, wow, over what, your WhatsApp head. groups. Over oh, your man. head. I found it very interesting that you kind of like, you integrated that into the story though, because it, it kind of, it does break up you know, you integrated the emails, mm. you integrated the the WhatsApp groups, and even it, like a tweet. It, you know, something, it's a tweet. It brings it. Tweet. It brings it all back to kind yeah. of like what what we are experiencing. Yeah, you know I mean? like we do see, you know, everyday life, and then it it's always breaking up by a notification for sure. Or a flash. Or I something. think so, and I think it's like that is like as much as it's like narrative. Like mm. our lives are narrative, and like there are these like punctuations of like people being like drop everything because this is happening and like look at this tweet and like look at this picture I was just like what does that mean um and so yeah it basically was like a reflection of like actually how we process things throughout yeah. the day and like throughout our lives but yeah so I think that was it and it's like a very like my friend was reading it and she's like it's a very multimedia experience yeah. and I was like yeah but that's kind of <laughs> that's important I was like alright babe but that's, <laughs> but that's important because like that is how we live our lives and like group yeah. chats like if I, d- if I didn't have them mm. I would be like you know you kind of you need to get like you know ask the you know yeah. you need to get <laughs> to a lot of you need to get a lot of voices yeah yeah i like it i found queenie quite like sad a lot of the time mm. you know what i mean like it was um like when she messaged and he was like hey and then she's like hey what's up and then like, oh, i'm just feeling sad and stuff and then like a lot of her friends they they they're kind of they seem stronger than her mm. that makes any sense and it kind of like it was a bit yeah it was a bit like oh queenie every time i looked, every time i read something about him like, oh queenie. but i don't know because i felt like some of her friends were strong but then they had their weak moments like even Cassandra okay. when she's talking about how like oh this is like the f- remember when at that party her yeah. and then it's like oh you know I this is the first connection I've had and she almost was out of character even because she was so like flustered and I thought she'd mm. she was one of the friends that had it together and when she got really upset because this guy couldn't come it just felt like oh actually there are like deeper things there like mm. maybe this whole you not having a connection with somebody is yeah. something that yeah. needs to be dealt with yeah, yeah. Um, but, but there, yeah but there was the all right, I want to kind of ask about the <laughs> like. Okay, so when you came to sit down and write these sex scenes, I want to know. <laughs> were you thinking how am I going to make this woman's life? Like, like what, where did it? Where That's did it come I from? Actually because I I read what happened with Ted. Yeah. So who it was guy that just blew me away, and it was, I was yeah. like, yeah, it's just like, but where did they come? Like, how did you? That is how that is how that is how sex can be. How did you feel writing about like going through those things? Fine. Like, yeah. I was like, this is a reality of how it can be. Like me, my friends, like the mm. things that you ha- the things that you're just yeah, kind of like yeah. you endure them, and you're just like, oh, that wasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. You find that you talk about it with your friends, and you're like, 
yeah, that wasn't um, great. Mm. And also, like, obviously, like, you know, like, there is consent there, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's still, like, what... But it's still, murky it's still really... Waters. It's murky yeah. waters, but also it's just, like, you know, when you're, like, a willing participant, you're kind of like, okay, well, well I'm in it now, and that is that is what it is. Mm. Um, and while those scenes are, like, not sex I have had, no. um, they are, like, it's like, tiny bit more extreme versions of, like, of me and, like, my friends. Mm. Um, and it is sex with white men yeah. exclusively yeah exclusively because yeah. i was like there was with guy that was the one that was rather disturbing to me because it was like i totally see how this can happen mm. and you know you're a participant but then you probably don't want to say no in the midst of it you don't want to cause mm. discomfort to yourself and to the other person because queenie was very self um she I don't was know. giving. She gave a lot. Yeah, but then she was also like timid in a way. So she kind of was like, even afterwards, she would go closer to Ted just to get that intimacy. Mm. And then he'd be like, don't touch me. What are you doing? Yeah. And that to me was like, <gasps> like, yeah. well, it's oh. value, right? It's like where you see your own value. Mm. And if you're told that you're not desirable mm. um, and that when a black man says to you, oh, sorry, sorry, when a white man <laughs> says to you, um, you're good looking for a black girl yeah. or I've never had sex with a black, a black girl before, mm. how exciting. Your value, if it's, I mean, if 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 you're feeling like you don't have anything, mm. then you'll be like, I'll just go with it because yeah. you're kind of great. Yeah, for it, and it's also like the volat- the volatility of online dating as well, mm. as well, because you don't, you never know who you're gonna meet. It's true. You never know who's gonna turn up at that at that restaurant door. It's true. Let alone, you know, your house. But, it's like, <laughs> like, but you know what? You say restaurants, but like or wherever. You know. I went back onto I went onto Hinge because my friends were like, mm. Hinge is fun. Hinge is cool. Like do that. And <laughs> I've been told Hinge is good. Yeah. Well, well I don't know. Oh. But like, so like, the white guys that I speak to. I'm going to change my settings now to only black men mm-hmm. because the white guys will just be like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Do you want to come around? Why would I want to come around to your house? Yeah. What for? For what? I don't know you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not even seeing my friends tonight. Why would I see you tonight? But do you know what I mean? So that yeah. is that is the approach. Yeah. Um, and I think had I been younger and had I been more vulnerable, um, maybe I'd be like, okay, because okay, yeah. I'm, you know, yeah, it's a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in like, I guess I like also... You're in, reckless in your early 20s also just thinking about like a conversational currency like so much mm. of it is like us being like oh listen to what he said listen to what mm. she said you know like that mm. is so much of it and you know just like establishing importance because mm. like you've got a lot going on like you're desired like you're mm. like sleeping with people like guess what this guy did you know mm. so yeah, yeah. so it's crazy because it's like the interactions that you tend to have online and they never they never usually match up ever in person and that's and that's the thing like so you're basically being sold mm. something false or in like just already in the beginning phases because mm. all this chat all this talk and this stuff and then when you see them it's like oh they're either really timid or they <laughs> <don't>, short. Oh, <laughs> millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, they're not kind of like giving you, they're not bringing you that kind of, that vim that they, they're bringing you. But also remember, it's also a lot of it is our projection as well. Yeah, that's true. Mm. And you were like, imagine this person. I remember I was like talking to someone once and his pictures were one way and then I met him and they were, he just looked completely different. And I was annoyed. Angles, but also it was just like, these. you took these clearly at university and oh, this is man. like years later. But it was also like, if I had seen you, because I was imagining him as this person in the pictures. Mm. If I'd seen you as you are now, we still would have been talking, but now just I just, honest, now yeah. it's weird. Like, yeah. Now I just feel deep. Because <laughs> this was, the pictures False were pretenses. 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, online dating. I want <laughs> to realm in there, but I'm a bit nervous. Yeah. I've actually never done it. Never. Really? Never. I, my friend told me to make Tinder one time. I made it and then and then uh, she was like she was matching for me right and then and then like she left the next day she's like oh have you got anything I was like what she goes yeah go on it and I went on it and like people matched me and I was like oh no what am I supposed to do (laughs) now that's enough yeah I was like no and then I just delete the app yeah, and now yeah. and then I was like, I'm not sure. yeah, go do Bumble, and I'm like, what's Bumble? It's when you I have to yeah, go I heard and about Bumble, like, you know, it's the girl, you know, Has is the one. The and then my friend sent me an intro, like what she always sends to the guys. I'm like, this is too much. <laughs> I can't do this. But without sounding really old, my sister was 20, and she was like, well, the way you meet people now is just like Instagram, and like <laughs> there were like rules, like so it's like you like you don't follow you like 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 two of their pictures. Uh-huh. And then if they like one of his work and they follow you, then you start talking. Oh. So like, what kind of that is, no, no, I'm telling yeah, you, I've yeah, seen yeah, it happen. Yeah, and yeah. my friend who's like my age, she's doing it. And I'm like, what? Oh, and then whenever I'm like, hey, babe, um, so this guy has like three of my pictures. What does it mean? And she'll be like, all right, okay, cool. So what you need to do is, oh. and then I'll, just, but it's like crazy. So like, that is like yeah. a different level of mm. like, but I guess like when you do that, it's, it's less like less pressure than yeah. like Tinder because it's like you're not here for that specifically. Mm. You just like happened to see you and I thought yeah. you were nice. Mm. Wow, mm. all these I used to, I, I used to get DMs on Twitter a lot. Yeah. And then I just Twitter no. was yeah, Twitter, Twitter was a hot mess. Hot mess. Yeah. I had to clean that up very quickly. But yeah. it's crazy. But um I was gonna ask you that you know like the way the way the queen has been marketed has been about like they say oh uh, the Bridget Jones Bridget the Americana Jones, Americana comes together comes together kind of thing yeah. mm. how do you feel about that do you feel is that something that you kind of like like it being compared to those two books or is it you know where, do you, sit, where do you sit with it it's an interesting thing I think so having worked in publishing myself I know that when you um, when an editor wants their book to they, they go to like the sales team and they're like hi I just want numbers so I can like you know say like this book is compared to x y and z which sold, uh, which yeah. sold x y and z and so like that's the, that's like good comparisons it's like because also as like one of the first like one of the first like black British mm. like commercial mm. authors like that was you know that was like a necessary comparison because it was just like we don't have anything else to compare it to mm. and so Bridget Jones being like one thing and then like Americana is like Tremando's Nigerian and that was like first published in America mm. so it's like these are comparisons that like technically made sense mm. and then like, I guess like when all that information goes out like magazines are like oh, okay because they're just looking at like the press release mm. and they're like okay this is that so it's comparison that I think was necessary at the beginning but the thing that I'm hearing as people go on and they're just like well it's just not that yeah. like it's just like a very different thing and like Bridget Jones could never be this political just because she's Bridget. 
Bridget white. Jones. Yeah. She's like yeah. a white yeah, yeah. middle class journalist with like parents who've got a house in the country. Yeah. Um, and Americana is again like a completely different thing. Mm. So it's like a, it's not. Um, it's like the black Bridget. It also just like when people are just like give it like a black prefix. It's a bit like, oh, you yeah. know. Mm. Um, but. I think people are just realizing for themselves what it is, which is helpful. Yeah. And I think like there's enough info about it now that people can kind of come to it. Mm. It's yeah. like a just like a yeah, book in it, itself. I feel like it establishes itself as yeah, you know, it's queenie. Yeah, and, and it's very Black British yeah. as well. Very British, but by the mere fact that the lead is yeah, a yeah. Black woman mm. yeah. strolling through Brixton. Correct. As busy yes. as Brixton, Brixton is, as different yeah. as Brixton is now. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. you do mm. touch on gentrification. A lot. Like the Well, it just pisses me off. Yeah. Like every single day, it's just hard. I live in Hun Hill now, yeah. which is like next to Brixton. Yeah. Um, and Hun Hill was different when I was growing up. Brixton was different when I was growing up, mm. and it's like almost unrecognizable. And people ask me about it a lot, and they're like, "What can we do to change it?" And it's just like, do you know how big that question is? Mm. Yeah. Like, what, what that that question doesn't make sense. Like, it mm. doesn't. You can't. How can mm. you change gentrification? You can't do that. Yeah. The thing is, it was like um, recently in uh, Northwest London. Did you hear about what happened in Stonebridge Park with regards to? There's a huge community centre called Stonebridge Pool Park Community Centre, and like they were really the community were battling with the council mm. to get to for the land to mm. say that they want to redevelop the land to break it, make it for the community, redevelop it, like make it a sports centre, make conference rooms, etc. But people wanted to buy the land and make it into whatever they wanted to make it into, whether mm. it would be flats or all these offices. So they had this fight. They kind of, they've won at the high court mm-hmm. um, to kind of like get permission to kind of like take it, take control of it and stuff. And now they're kind of pegging it. The Guardian pegged it as, oh, they want to build the Black Canary Wharf there. Mm. I, I, this is, I mean, when they, start, when they start to peg, that's to attribute it to all these different things. It kind of makes yeah. me feel a bit... But they want to make it into a, a hub for Northwest London because it's a large black community that lives okay. there. So it probably end up being far too expensive. Probably, but I mean, I mean, there, there may be something where it's subsidised by the council and all these other stuff. But at the same time, when we're looking at this is when I, when we're looking at gentrification and we're looking about at how we kind of you know protect the communities that we live in it has to kind of come from the community mm. and develop it for the community mm. you know what i mean like there needs to be those kind of recreational rooms for that the elderly and for the people Absolutely. that live that you know that aren't necessarily working in the day there mm. needs to be those spaces for young people because they don't have it and all of that stuff and when you're looking around at places that are being gentrified all of this stuff's being stripped away of Absolutely. course well look it's at elephant like and castle yeah mm. elephant and castle that was when they said they went to the shopping center and i was like yeah. you was, have got to be joking that's unbelievable it's heart-wrenching yeah when i was covering that and the south london press and like in tooting as well and mm. all of that and wandsworth and all those places it was like all of the local shopkeepers they were just yeah, they were devastated because they, they actually almost coerced you to leave so in yeah, ice live where i grew up the mm. the block of flats where I lived like what to a year ago. Mm-hmm. My aunt's still there with the kids. They're taking it all down, but they're mm-hmm. they are slowly coercing different um, people in the different types of flats to move out. Oh, we'll give you a home, yeah. some like in Chingford or yeah. somewhere else because or we want to re- or... exactly because they they want to rent these apartments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've been for the last two years been like, don't accept anything. Yeah, you're gonna get that flat in that new house because they have to. If they don't accept, they'll have to put you up in these mm. places, yeah. but which they don't want to do. Because that's a place that somebody else can can come in and pay rent fully. Yeah. 
and they, they don't want to lose out on the money. Yeah. And at the crux of it, that's what it is. And even if you do end up living in these flats, mm-hmm. things around you will be able will be changing. You won't have that corner shop anymore. Yeah. You'll have... The community will be gone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that you have, like, known yeah. will, be, will be stripped away. So yeah. then you inevitably it, you will end up leaving. Yeah, and it raises the bigger question about, like, where... Uh, what you said earlier about where is home? None yeah. of this is an accident. Where, yeah. like, None yeah. of this is where, an accident. Where is it? It is to displace. Yeah. Yeah. It is only to displace. And it's quite crazy because then, like, you talk about Queenie's angst and the many uh, black men and women who go through this displacement within themselves mm. and then they have to see it outside mm-hmm. in their homes. So it's like, bitch, can I get a break? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm already battling shit inside of me yeah. with my identities, my family, my friends, my love life. Yeah. And now I can't even want to go. I have to go to my grandmother's house to, to bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I don't like the flat that I'm in. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way that man tried to sell her the flat, I was a bit like, what was okay. Anyway. You know me, we do you a favour. <laughs> like, like... What is all this about? <laughs> so, one question I did want to ask you, though, is actually about the, you know, you're working in industry and you've created something. How has that kind of worked? How has that kind of, like, helped you, you know, because when we're working within it, and then creating something, and then has it changed the way that people perceive you in work or in the, in the play? I know you don't have to say anything too too fully, but uh, what I has it been like that kind of transition? It's been an interesting one. I don't. I never talk about Queenie in my job. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would. Really, I just walk in and I just get. I just go and do what I need get to do, in, and I don't. And yeah. just, if they're like, let's celebrate it, I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like I just, I'm here <laughs> to do my. It's like, yeah. They're two separate things, um, and. But being in there, in terms of just like understanding the process of how it works is quite helpful. Um, you understand like what pitching means, you understand like mm. what lead times are, you understand like why they're doing X and why they're doing this targeting. So it's really helpful mm. in some ways. And they're kind of like, my publishers were like, let me, let's bring you in. So like you can talk about like how best to reach like the people that you want to reach basically mm. so it's helpful in that sense yeah yeah and i see that's been getting a lot of publication in the u.s as well yeah and that like, is cr- that is that, cr- like, that unexpected. Oprah, i was like, like magazine, yeah. yeah i was like that yeah. is unexpected and that's crazy and like shonda rhyme's been yeah. like yeah, it's, it's i just that was i when i was saying i'm like so what yeah because when i when my um when i sent it to my agent and she read it and we spoke about it she was like just to let you know it probably won't sell outside of London or outside, outside of England because mm. it's such a London story mm. and then when the US came in she was like oh shit I'm sorry about that um, but then right. similarly what? she was like France don't want to publish it because they said that they've got their own black stories what? that's true um, okay. Italy said they don't want to publish it because there's no racism in Italy Okay, that's a mess. Oh, so, uh, lies. Wow. Right? Yeah. It's um, so weird because the last racist encounter I had was an Ita- with an Italian. Right? Mm. Surprise. <laughs> I mean, wow. Um, yeah. so, so for it to be published in the US and yeah. like there to be like actual critical acclaim coming from yeah. the US is yeah. like fucking... Sorry, can I swear? Sorry. Oh, yeah, but it's everyone, like, everyone, <laughs> everyone's asked this like for the past... <laughs> yeah. are, we, are, are we that PG? <laughs> Did we come across as PG? No, like swear if you want. <laughs> it's a feminist show, it's a feminist show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? Like it is, it's, it's, it's yeah. mad. Like it is, I, yeah. didn't, I don't expect, I didn't expect it to be sold there, let alone... Yeah. But I think it's like, brilliant that it is because I feel like we know so much about American culture. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, yes, good. Know all of these London streets and London yeah, roads. Yeah, like, people I getting, love people it. People are getting more and more curious about it just because mm. obviously with that whole thing of Samuel Jackson about mm. the, the, Brit- the black British actors yeah, and obviously okay. you've got Daniel Kaluuya. You've got all of these people mm. now in the States. People are getting a bit like, oh, curious. Like, so you are black and British. What's you... happening over there? Yeah. Of, you know well, I mean? like, What's going on with the music brilliant. over there? What's going on with the... Weirdly, the Amazon chart, like, Amazon have qu- my book is African American literature, <laughs> and I'm like, I know it's like, but yeah, no, I think there was a, definitely a curiosity about yeah. it, and also understanding that like 
we're not just like like we are over here. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember an author telling me that I mean her book is set um in Jamaica, and she was like, my publishers asked if um there was like where where I can find the Jamaican community in the UK, and it was just like no one understand like people don't understand what I'm like what's going on over here. Oh you're, gonna, you're gonna find the community like right, just like go to the place, like go find them on like social. Like it was really weird. Yeah. So yeah, I think there is definitely like oh, a yeah, lack of understanding, and maybe and hoping now that people hoping now people are like. Yeah. Oh, okay. But so knowing all of this, like knowing the journey of like writing to publication, mm. what would be like your most pressured number of precious number of advice? Oh. Advice <laughs> points. Advice. Can we reread that question? No. <laughs> what is that? Wow. I said pressure, and then I said no. I meant precious. What advice do you have? <laughs> no, but obviously it's my question. Okay, well, go ask the question. Tell us your most precious I it, advice. I, it. I understood it. It was great. <laughs> Um, Alex is laughing. I would say if you want to write, you just keep it moving. Yeah. Like that is the thing that I, I remember. There were so many times I was just like looking at a blank page and I was like, oh, I've got nothing left. But then you just like, I would like then go back to like the middle of the last thing I was writing. Mm. Maybe just keep going off from that, reword it, and then just like go again. You know, I think like keep it moving because mm. the only thing you just have to write it, right? Yeah. Like mm. that's the thing. And I remember just being like, when I have to do like edits, I'm always like, only you can do them. So just like get it done. Yeah. And like if you want it and you love it, you will find the time and you will find the energy because you just have to. Mm. And there are so many things in this life that you just kind of have to do else they won't get done. Yeah. And that's on you because like, you know, this was all about, this was so much, this was about representation. This yeah. was only what this was about. I didn't want like, it wasn't about money because like, you never know what you're going to get when you sell a book. Mm. Um, and also because like there were no other books like it, I didn't expect anything really. Mm. Um, and so knowing that I wanted to do that or I wanted to represent people that really spur me on and we need more of that. Mm. And yeah. so yeah, I would just say like, keep it moving, keep going. And also like show people your work mm. and ask about, ask about, like, ask them what they think about it. And when you're getting advice, you have to take criticism. Mm. You have to. Like I sent the first draft of Queenie to five people and I was like, I don't care what you think is good. I just need you to tell me what doesn't make sense. Mm. Like what in the timeline doesn't work. Like what, like what character like probably wouldn't say that like that's you know so I think you just have to like it's not even a thick skin it's just understanding that collaboration just yeah. makes you better especially when it's such a solitary project yeah. collaboration is like completely key yeah. mm. hope we get to see it on the, on screen because yeah, uh, it's very filmy yeah like I was reading at the back and forth so I yeah. was like I could see that option this is a film Ooh. it has been an option but I can't say anything yet off air, off air. So, <laughs> we, <laughs> you didn't see it, but Alex and I just like, we're like, <laughs> <laughs> we were like, <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's, yes, sorry. Let's move on yeah, to yeah, uh, most Netflix. Won't get too excited. <laughs> okay, so obviously this month we're looking at female leads. We're looking at female leads. <laughs> we're looking at, you know, all the prominent amazing black women yeah. that are doing amazing stuff in film and stuff and you know this this week we do you want to take it away film. my friend okay take, so take um away. we watched if bill streak could talk and um oh my god mm-hmm. yeah so i don't even know what to say yeah so because we... you, you you guys have been like telling me like watch it just watch it and i'm yeah. like oh, okay fine whatever and now i'm so so offended that it did not get nominated for best picture yeah. mm. yep. because I'm like this is it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but amazing for uh, Regina King though mm. oh she was and, exceptional amazing. amazing but even Kiki Lane did did exceptionally well 
in the film. That's the main. But like, what did you guys think about the film though in itself? Like, have you have you read if Bill Street could talk? Have you? How could you make the comparison? I haven't read it, okay. um, but I have seen it twice now. I've seen the film twice now, and the first time I watched it, I was with a friend, and at the end. I just threw myself into my lap and burst into tears yeah. just because it's so affecting because you know you've been watching I don't even know how to say it I just it's like none of this it's it's so realistic in that like all of this stuff all of this injustice it doesn't have a, a, t- a clean ending it doesn't mm-hmm. have a nice ending and that is heartbreaking because you just understand that just like whatever is happening in that film is perpetuated in so many ways in real life mm. um, and yes it's American but we feel these things and we understand these things yeah. and actually because it's about love and that l- love is universal so universal yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's so uniquely painful to see that and to see that not work out in the way it should just mm. because of the colour of skin and that is it you yeah. know like that is hard yeah. Yeah. that's always a hard thing to swallow yeah. mm. um, and so I thought it was I love Barry Jenkins Moonlight yeah. absolutely destroyed yeah. Yeah. me like, I cannot watch it anymore I couldn't watch it again quote it I will start crying all the time <laughs> if you quote it too long I will start crying seriously oh, that bit kills me yeah. oh and so God. yeah so I just I love Barry Jenkins' yeah. work I knew that he was kind of going to be the only yeah. person to adapt someone like I've read some of Borden's other works but mm. I hadn't read Bill Street but just in terms of like Borden being legendary mm. you know only he could do that and I just thought he did the yeah. most yeah. beautiful Be- job beautifully artistic amazingly shot yeah it's just I yeah. thought it well, what, what struck me was the fact that the injustice was there but a lot of the times when I watch these films I'm very much aware of the injustice and even though I saw it so here so plainly everybody around these two characters were fighting for their love Mm. as in they were like these he has to get out Mm. these two Mm. have to make it not because of anything but because of love Mm -hmm. and the fact that they are so in love and it just blew me away and i love regina king but just the beginning actually when obviously she's telling the family that was that was sorry that was an amazing like I loved because I loved I liked the whole family. Yeah. Yes, I, was, I, I think that's one of the strongest. Literally, like, like, just this full colors of just full black people, and like, they are so two different they families. Love yeah, each other. Like contrast and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. And um, Kiki's oh, what's her name? Who played her older sister? Um, so her older sister is Treona Paris. Yeah. Who plays Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. She's in Chirac, wasn't she? She's yeah. amazing really? in that. Yeah. Like I was literally like, yes, I love you. Mm-hmm. And just the, the these two when you know they got together and it's like oh I'm pregnant you know yeah um it was just because <laughs> like, like, sitting there I was in a bit of a like I was, I was anxious yeah I was like, same hey, I was yeah. like is it gonna be get up my house yeah. like, but they were like you know she, was, she sat down with her husband she was like when she got the drink and she's yeah. like we're toasting to new life new I was literally crying the, the I was like oh my yeah. god it's 15 minutes in yeah. what is this the patience the love the care like just you know okay you got pregnant earlier All than right. anybody expected yeah but okay. We are family. Yeah. I make this uh, mm. a thing. It was like, so loving. There was a time, I think there was when Kiki was, um, her character was asleep mm. and she was having nightmares and she was like struggling and her mother walks in, Regina King, and she was, was said something like, I don't know what you're going through, but I understand suffering. Mm. And I know that suffering it will end. Mm. You just need to believe in it and you need to do this for that baby mm. because we all support you, but only you can do this part. Mm. And she said something like, 
I would give anything mm. to be able to help you with mm. this, but I can't. I, I was destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. I was destroyed. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. like oh, people can love. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, what? I was like, what? I was like, well, what he kind of raised to me though is like, okay, so this these characters are written. Mm. Like, these characters are written. And, but yet what we've been shown has been written, obviously been written by other people. Like mm. been shown to us about this is the norm. This is what it's supposed to be like. Mm. This is what it looks like. But if these people have been written by uh, by people that look like us and kind of feel like us and, and love like us. We can, we are totally capable And we're seeing it. it now. And I'm like, and I'm kind of like so proud that we can, you know, the younger younger people can sit down and watch mm. and grow up and watch things like you know, loving Black, black and, Family and watching watching like you know if Bill Street could talk, reading things like Queenie, yeah. seeing all these things here, mm. and then they know what they kind of can see what love is. They can see what life is. They can kind of have a different perspective. They can see themselves. Mm. It's interesting because thinking about like the trauma story that we're so used to, the slave story, the slave yeah. narrative. It's like oh, okay, we get it. They're so important and they are part of our history, mm. but it's time to just you know yeah. like yeah. not have us yeah. being that on the yeah. screens um and so as much as this was like a trauma story in some way because you know it is about like this tearing apart of two people i am i was i thought it was amazing that by jenkins didn't actually put any physical violence or trauma in mm. and that was really amazing to me because i was on the edge of my seat waiting th- for the police to come and like break down the door mm. and i was like i can't bear this, this what... again but there wasn't that it was yeah. just you know it was just like the trauma was it, ju- it was just a trauma of a love that was separated yeah. and not mm. physical. Because yeah. even even when obviously there's a always there's a there's a particular tense scene that happens in mm. the in the film and when that when that came up, that's when I was like that's was when it grounded me. Mm. It was like, okay, so yeah, like this is it is react like this, yeah. this stuff really happened. Obviously you you can be caught up in like, oh my god, like they're in this part of history and da, 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 mm. until you see like how it actually this, this is the life that some people yeah. have to go and then it's like, all right, I'm back down to earth again. Deserving of the of all the accolades. Absolutely. Should have got Should have got everything. Yeah, everything. literally. Yeah, man. But pick up Regina King, though, man. Like, what was the last oh thing I gosh. saw her in? I saw her when she went to see that that woman. Yeah. When she went to see her and then she started breaking down and I was like, bitch. <laughs> but that scene, that, put, that whole Puerto Rico sequence of what she was doing there was yeah. just like, she didn't need to go. She didn't. You know, like that's not her child, but it was, you know, in a way it was her yeah. child and that is her grandchild. Yeah. Um, and when she's there and I guess like her reckoning with herself and being like, I need to do this. But the scene where she's trying to convince a woman to come back is yeah. heartbreaking and you can watch her doing all the wrong things. You're like, why are you showing this woman who is like, she's had all this trauma. Why are you showing her a picture of a loving couple? She's mm-hmm. less likely to want to help. Yeah. You know, you're just like, ah, oh, but yeah, yeah. you know, it's just love. It's her just being like, yeah. can you not see? Fuck like, why you need to... Yeah. And she so, just, oh. when she breaks down, leaves and she oh, breaks God, down because yeah, she's just it. like, oh no, I should have maybe done it this way or that way. And which was putting the wig right. on and taking it off. It yeah. was just like, yeah. whoo. Yeah. Child. <laughs> Beautiful film. Yeah, Incredible. amazing film. Last like, time I saw her in was This Christmas. That's didn't last, we watch that together? Yeah, I think, I think we did. I mean, I was, was, no, no, yeah. no, no. That was almost Christmas. Oh, okay. But this Christmas, when she's when she beat the when she beat the guy with the belt, and he's slipping and sliding on the on the olive oil. She's yeah. phenomenal. She's a versatile actor. Yeah, yeah. Versatile actor. yeah. I mean, like the Boondocks. Like, come on. I know. Like, I know. I know. I know. And like, you know, she's been in so many things as well. Poetic like, justice, amazing. Poetic justice, yeah. Incredible. Oh, higher learning. Higher learning. Amazing and higher learning. Oh, I love that film. God, that film. Another trauma film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, otherwise, it was know. no. It was an epic film. Congratulations for her um, supporting actress role of the. I think she won the Academy, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And I think she did. She. She. I think she even got the BAFTA. Yeah, I don't know. 
I'd oh, have to double check. Well, that. she should have got on the BAFTA. Yeah. Um, but what, but have yeah. You, what have you guys been watching this week? What kind of things have you been looking at? Watching Netflix, whether it be oh. soon to be BritBox, ITV. <laughs> I've <laughs> finished um, Night Flyers. Okay. That show that you told me to watch. Yeah. Amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, obviously, anything George R. R. Martin does, I think is mm. great. Um, just psychologically, it was. It's a really, really, and I think it's probably the, one of the best first episode of any show I've ever watched. Mm. It's the first episode had me screaming. Yeah. Um, anything to do George R. R. Martin, I have to watch the first episode three times. Before I get <laughs> you into really have to thing. concentrate. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm. Like just that's, I've just finished that, and I'm really excited for uh, Game of Thrones to come back. So I'm kind of just watch, rewatching some stuff. Okay, yeah, cool. what, are you, me. what are you watching? Um, I've seen Us twice in the last eight days. What did you um, see yesterday? It was good. It's just <laughs> something else. I took my brother and sister because yeah. I wanted to trauma- traumatize them a bit. <laughs> um, and when we I left, to, I need to watch it. I'd already seen it, and when we left, their faces were just like. They- <gasps> Yeah, and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, the plot um, twist at the back oh. then, right? Um, and so it's that, and I've also been watching Shrill, which is like a, it's on Hulu, and um, my God, Lolly Alifopi's in it, and she's really amazing. Um, and I have also been watching what's I've been watching Broad City. Broad City. I watch a lot. I watch a lot again. Like it's a lot of American stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. How about you, Alex? What you been watching? So there's two things I was watching. Um, in the past few weeks, mm. um, I watched. Did you watch uh, Cheat on ITV? No, I didn't. Yeah. No, you you were talking about this. Yeah, talk, yeah, yeah. Should yeah. I? Yeah, I think. Like, I mean, I'm really trying to like understand like the British landscape for like for drama etc. Mm. But like, I'm looking at the way ITV and BBC are doing their dramas now, and mm-hmm. it's actually like pretty really spot good. on, pretty good. But Cheat is very good. Okay, um, what's it about? So it's about a lecturer and um, one of her students. Lecture one of us, not like nothing untoward between the two, nothing but like uh, you know, she has a bit of a few concerns about her with regards to like plagiarism and and such that's going on with her studies. But it kind of opens up a bigger can of worms yeah. with regards to like in, in her family and all this stuff because it opens up and they're talking to each other through um prison glass oh. and, it's, and it's about trying to figure out who's on what like, side who's on what side hey. at, the, at the beginning and stuff so it's like it's an amazing story like because we were watching it at my house and we're just like oh my god have you watched cheat today like and everyone's trying oh, to okay. like yeah i'd say watch it it's really good um very british you know it's got the whole it's kind of the university is supposed to be set in something like whether it be durham or oxbridge has or, it got any black people in it yes mm-hmm. okay there are black people in that's it. why i ask about everything that yeah. i'm gonna watch yeah there, is, there are black people in it okay they're not the, they're not the leads but yeah. they are in it. Mm-hmm. They're kind of instrumental to the to the story. There we go. We'll keep oh, that, I finally we'll finished Sex crumbs. Education. That's sex Education. Oh. Finally finished it. That's really good. Yeah, I liked the last episode. It's really good. Really yeah. good. I think um, it was. I think last episode was great, but I think maybe the writers didn't realize how much we would just care more about Eric than anything else. Yeah. And so, like him not being like him. That was being. He was kind of loads of people's central character. Yeah. Right. And this little white boy, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. Like, so you can't wank. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> up to you how's it yeah, going yeah i was like i wanted to understand his family and his, his relationship with his father right? more yeah. that whole there'll be a, new, there'll be a second season there'll be a second yeah. season for that. i think like it's very really interesting being that a, being disco a, with yeah. his i was like yes i think they'll have to i think the writers will have to have Make. seen all the discourse yeah, and yeah. Like, okay we and need to thought, get him front and center yeah. yeah they've seen the popularity they've seen that's why they would have commissioned and he's a handsome season. guy oh, yeah. he's, i met him and in real life yeah he walks like 
an upright panther. Oh. That's the only way I can describe it. He is so sexy. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He smiles. He I'm walks like, in and you're like, hey. Like, he's <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. I rate him so highly. He's okay. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, oh. I just started finished. I started The Good Fight. I'm kind of oh. Like, the spin off from The Good Wife. It's from The Good Wife? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hear it's good. I yeah. love The Good Wife. I like, but if, you like, if you love The Good Wife, yeah, I love the, the Good, good Fight, you're going to be. The Good hooked. Wife is the best legal drama, better than Suits and everything in yeah, terms yeah. of accuracy. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. 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 The Good Fight is really good. So Diane goes to, she ends up going to the African American law firm. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of like opens up a whole different story. Ooh, wow. And it's all talking about, talks about Trump, talks about Me Too, talks about all these other topics. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Watch it. Was right. it like, so season three starting. Mm hmm. So you got time to catch up with season one and two Thank if you, you want to start much. it. Fabulous. Oh, cool. All Come right, all right, end. all right. But what is next for you? What are you doing? Where? Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going to be? What at? are we going to be <laughs> expecting? Um, so I've already written the first draft of book two. Ooh. Um, and it's the not... exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a sequel. Um, Ooh. but it's kind of like if you like the group chats of Queenie, it's like imagine those. But, but is it Queenie's story? It, no, 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 no. Um, but in real life, and it's a lot messier because in Queenie, you get to see everything through one person's head yeah. and how they're feeling. And you might get a glimpse of, you know, like yeah. she's not she's not really touching on what other people are feeling, but you can kind of read it as the reader because yeah. of the stuff they say. But this is like four, well, three girls, one not with us, mm. um, but four and understanding the lives of young women. All the men have three letter names, yeah? Are we there gonna... are very few men in this one. <laughs> Two letter names. Yeah. Ed, JJ. initials, JJ. yeah. JJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank, thank you, you so much for having me. Where can everyone find you? Um, everyone can find me on, if they wish to, on um, <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at Candice C underscore W, I think. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Guys, cool. make sure you get Queenie. Yeah, get Queenie. Drops. Get Queenie. Like, you don't want to miss it. You don't. You don't want to not read it. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, make sure you rate, review, subscribe. subscribe we're on Acast, we're on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you find, anywhere you find podcast people. Just, just make sure Google. you send us your culture questions as well. Um, oh, yeah. Whether it's at mo- on Twitter at mostly lit, um, t- Instagram at mostly lit pod, or email us at mostly lit at gmail dot com. Where can they find you? Right for a freak on every piece of. Yeah internet yeah. <laughs> on Beyonce's internet yep Alex reads just I'm everywhere yeah so apparently there's an underscore next to his like name I'm a, I'm a, okay so on Twitter right like someone like somebody has Alex reads and they just won't give it up oh so I have to do that someone has Alex reads underscore and someone has Alex Re- I, and so I've got Alex reads yeah. underscore underscore Snaps on Twitter right. oh yeah. yeah so I need to kind of like I, I want to just Raifa, right? Just yeah. my first thing because yeah. Beyonce. Um, and someone has that. They made this account in 2011. Yeah. They have two followers. Oh, they haven't the They haven't tweeted. Yeah. It's an actual egg or whatever it is that they yeah. have. Yeah. I've been reporting this account for the past two saying. years. The guy who has Alex I've been Reed reporting just, this account. I saw you some guy from Texas. And he's like, he's just like 44 followers. I'm just like, okay, come on now. Like, let's do a and trade. And you know, this what, like, <laughs> like, person hasn't tweeted. They're not. It's done. Like, yeah. they're not going to come on. So I'm... Yeah. I don't know, guys. Pray for me. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> Report them. All right, guys. Report find them. us, message us, chat to us. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.